Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. We've got a real cool guest sitting on Zoom. He's been on, what now, thrice now? Thrice. Thrice. You got the title of thrice. <laughs> hey, everyone. It's Amanda. I'm hanging out on the couch this morning. It is a Saturday morning, and I woke up feeling hungover, yet I didn't drink last night. So I don't know. I think I need about 12 more hours of sleep before I can be functional. So I'm going to lounge here on the couch while you Connor... Day drinking? I, did, I didn't even drink yesterday. <laughs> I didn't drink last night because I was hammered all during Stop the day. Stop it. I'm just going to chill here on the couch while Connor and Mark talk and do all the work. And I'm about? not going to I'm not going to do it. That's why we're today. having Connor on. So I don't have to do anything because I've heard the Concast and I dig it. And this guy does a solo shot like that. Forget it. I don't need to talk if this guy's going to go so low. That is not a one take... Uh one take episode by any means that's a lot of editing that makes that sound reasonably okay by the end how reasonably is, okay how, how is doing how is doing the solo because when we first started occasionally we would do the the solo jobs every once in a while and we're not even solo there's no, no, two no, of but, us but, as but, it I've, is. but i've done a couple solo ones like way at the beginning yeah you did right and I, how do you, how did you do them I, i'm curious how you do your 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 solo your solo goes i find it really difficult hence i'm going to be interviewing a lot more people this this season but uh, what I do is like, I just have a bunch of ideas on a whiteboard and then depending upon what idea I want to pick for that week, I'll... Okay, wait, 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 wait. let's back this all up. I mean, let's do, let's do a proper introduction. I totally forgot. We just started jumping into stuff because you've been here thrice. I'm like, let's Well, let's, and let's also we out. assume that most people know who he is, but yeah, we'll do a quick introduction. So we've got Connor Collins back with us. You guys should know him from the Concast and he was on the episode where we did sort of the roundtable discussion about... Uh, the standards of practice. And we had him on to talk about his podcast when it was a baby, but uh, birthday's Boy. coming up. <laughs> the Concast is uh, celebrating a birthday soon and going into a new season. So we wanted to have him back because I'm not going to tell you what, but Mark and Connor have something really cool in the works. Um, I mean, I'm helping, sort of, not really. Yeah, you are. <laughs> why, why do you downplay like that? You're helping. Yeah, I'm helping. Well, so uh, they're they're really going to be talking about what they've got coming for you guys in the first quarter of 2021, and it's super exciting. And I like, I feel like a proud mom right here. I feel I'm proud of you guys. This was a lot of work, and you put it You're together, and it looks so fucking good yes why i'm already you, f-bombed why are you so surprised that we're gonna do something and <laughs> we've done good. something <laughs> no, I, listen to you too. you can't even take a compliment i'm like i'm so proud of you guys it looks so it just, good you've done just, so much work you're like because well, are you surprised because that's like when your mom calls you special <laughs> <laughs> you know what guys being a little more humble thanks, could really mom. help you both out thanks mom i feel special <laughs> Fine. You know what? F you two. <laughs> Introduce yourself, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that, uh, hi, everyone. I'm Connor. Uh, back again for episode uh, number three. Uh, I am a registered massage therapist. My practice is 45 minutes outside of Toronto in Ancaster. I deal mo- mostly with sports injuries and concussions, and uh, I educate as well, have a few courses, and I do host a podcast that I've had for a year now called The Concast where I talk about uh, just whatever I feel like, uh, wellness injuries in general, as well as a few other topics of interest. And thank you, Mark and Amanda, for having me back again. Looking forward to it. Right on, right on. Yeah, okay, so tell me tell me how you do, you got your whiteboard out, you got your whiteboard, and you're, what, you're staring at your whiteboard with like just a general topic, or your whiteboard's got the topic, it's got all your talking points on it, how does this work? Yeah, so back to the, the sort of creation, creative 
part of it is I've got a whiteboard with a bunch of topics. I also like if somebody, if someone messages me with a topic of interest, I'll throw it on the whiteboard. And then uh, I usually record them on Tuesday morning. So like Saturday, Sunday, I'll start to think about it, what topic I want to talk about for that week. And then Tuesday morning, I wake up early and I'll prep a few talking points. And if it's something that I'm like reasonably well versed in or feel like I am, then I won't have to do that much research. And if it's something that I'm not really that familiar with, I'll do a little bit more research. What do you, what do you then, prefer? What do you prefer? Something that you're well versed in or something you got to research? Uh, well, for ease of recording, something I'm well versed in. Um, but even, even some topics that you think you're well versed in are still really <laughs> difficult to talk about when you start talking about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So some of these ones that you think are a little bit more complicated, once you get rolling, they seem to have a little bit more flow to them. Uh, and then I will stumble over my words for about 45 minutes on a microphone by myself and then <laughs> I will, uh, I will edit it back and, and cut it to whatever whatever they are, usually about 25 to 40 minutes long. No, at least you're talking it through because I've, I've heard other people's stuff. And I mean, it's just not my cup of tea. It just sounds like they're reading. It sounds like, you know what, I've uh, I've written everything down and now I'm just going to read back my, my novel into my microphone. So you don't do yeah, that. Yeah, I'm definitely not doing that. I have some, sometimes I've got like a general structure of, and it's literally just words, like maybe 10 words just to kind of guide me. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I don't... I don't want to write out. That would take forever. As you know, with <laughs> producing these, there's so much backend stuff anyway. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, posting them to social and everything. There's a lot of stuff that goes into a podcast that people don't see. They have no idea. There's a lot of stuff. And I just show up and talk. Well, at least if you put out something like even that's just like decent audio quality like that, that alone, forget yeah. the content, <laughs> just getting the audio quality right. That alone is a, is a whole piece. Well, and I'm looking forward to like, I am going to be interviewing more people in season two and I'm looking forward to that. Like it's the same amount of work, but in a different way, right? There's less sort of front end prep because Absolutely. the person that you're interviewing is bringing sort of everything to the table, but there's, you know, there, the episodes will probably be a little bit longer and they'll just be, the work will be in different areas trying to get guests and all that as you know when you're recording do you have to go back and record the same idea over and over and over again kind of like you do a take on it and then it's like okay let me try it again get a take on it and let me try it again and then you kind of or you just kind of roll with it and just piece everything you got at the end after just together button it all up yeah just the, the second I, I rarely will i like go back and recut a whole piece it's right. just kind of like i fumble my words and i have to say a sentence over again or something like that um, there have been a few occasions where I've cut big blocks out because I just don't like what I've said. Do you use a monitor when you're, do you have headphones in and you can hear yourself when you're doing it? I used to, but I don't like that. You don't find that helps? No. I find that helps me so much when I'm recording solo or even when I'm doing like a uh, zoom classes, uh, I always have it in that way I can hear myself. That way it doesn't feel like I'm just talking to nobody. At least if I hear myself, it feels like I'm, I'm doing something and I've got that feedback of my own voice. And I feel like that, that allows me to just speak a little bit more more with direction, a little bit more clear, especially when I'm sitting in a fucking room by myself staring at black boxes because no one's putting on their fucking camera. I'm like, at least put it on, like I said it last episode, I'm like, just put it on and fucking shine it at your ceiling or something. Let me know that someone's there or something. Yeah, you seem you know, so like lonely I see a little shadow on a fucking ceiling would be nice. I used to dislike the monitors as well and Mark kind of bullied me into using them. I didn't bully um, just, you. Okay, wrong word. <laughs> kind of bullied me into because using it's them. different. It's different when we're using it because I also want you to hear if 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 like yes. these sounds are happening. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and you know, ever since he 
pretty much strong-armed me into using the monitor. I've gotten used to it, and I don't think I could record without it now. I'd like to be able to hear myself and hear, yeah, all the background noises. I talk with my hands if I'm hitting my mic or if I'm I'm moving away from the mic too far or if I'm too close. It's it is helpful, but initially I hated hearing my own voice in my ears as we recorded. It was annoying. <laughs> well, and I think like uh, your two setup is a little bit more sophisticated than mine right now. So I think I like over the holidays when I speak with my brother, who's kind of an audio engineer, and we get some of this new equipment that might because what was happening with me before is when I was recording, there was a lag on my headphones. Right. So oh, that's always, annoying. And then you just can't concentrate. So. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you were running it straight through your software, right? Getting the uh, yeah. You, if you yeah. run it through an interface or run it through a mixer, then I think you'll be gold because that way it's real time that you're hearing. Yeah. It's so interesting how differently you guys work. Like Mark literally will just find someone he finds interesting. Hey, you want to do an episode? And they're like, okay, should we prep? Like, what kind of questions are you going to ask? What's the topic? And Mark's like, yeah, nah, but, you're interesting. We'll figure it out. But there's also there's also a <laughs> massive downside with that is where you get someone on the podcast and you're like, the fuck? I got nothing to say to you. <laughs> but I don't discover that until someone's on the microphone. Like halfway through, I'm like, mm, I think I, I exhausted everything that I would have asked and had to say in the first fucking 10 minutes. That's the and then I'm like, I don't being... uh, Amanda, take over. I was because... going to say, that's the beauty of there being two of us. Because if you can't think of something to say, usually I can jump in. If I can't think of something to say, you can jump in rarely does it happen that both of us can't think of something to say, but that does happen. And but, especially now that we're recording remotely, we just stare at each other like this. But if you can prep, <laughs> if you prep, that shit never happens. Do right. you know what I mean? So maybe we should just take a page out of Connor's book and, and at least have an idea what we're going to talk about with a guest instead of being like, yo, you want to record something? Yeah, okay, let's do it. What are we going to talk about? I don't know. Let's just figure it out after we hit record. Sometimes those are fun. Um, also, though, the way Connor schedules things like we have zero schedule for recording. It's wherever it fits in our schedule that particular week. And yeah, there's because he's a busy man and he goes to multiple places. We just show up to the same fucking place over and over and over again. Do you know what I mean? So it's not, I don't know. Look at my yeah. But right I think now. as well, <laughs> like when I start interviewing people, I'm going to have to be at the mercy of their schedule. Some degree. Yeah. You some degree. Do, so you have I to. think it is just a matter of like what we're doing. And I, I like your format and that, Sometimes if you're too scripted, it sounds too scripted. And it's just, you know, you you two are always having just honest conversations about the topic in hand, which I appreciate. Now, I don't expect that when I start interviewing people, I'm going to have an overly scripted idea of what I'm doing either. Because I think it's the thing about podcasts is if they're too scripted, they come across as too scripted. Exactly. And yeah. you, you generally want to learn about like what that person has to bring to the table and what they're, what they're about and what they're teaching and what their story is. And I think that's why podcasts have become such a valuable means of of media right so there's so many people that have so many really cool things to say that you can learn from that would never have the platform or the spotlight to do it and that's what i love about this like the average everyday freaking manual therapist has got something going on that everybody can freaking learn from but you know they're in buttfuck nowhere working on their people having their busy practice and no one would ever hear from them other than their patients and their colleagues yeah it is pretty cool every so often i just go back and look at our catalog of episodes. I I don't know if you do that, Connor, but I'll go back and look and I'm like, damn, like we've had some really freaking cool people come in here or these days on Zoom or on the phone. There are some really amazing therapists around the world, really, that are doing things like, like Mark said, that are just, they don't, you know, for whatever reason, they're not really pushing themselves on social media or they don't have that sort of 
platform. They're not interested in it. And it doesn't mean that they're not good therapists. Some of the most amazing therapists are just, like you said, plugging away in their own practice and have so much value to offer other people. And, and while we may not practice in the same way, or we may not agree with all of the things that that person's doing, I think there's an opportunity to learn from something from everybody. And uh, I think that's why people are so drawn to to podcast and I you know at the end of every episode of mine I just say I hope that you found it valuable for that simple reason like it's it's I don't claim to have all the answers on everything I'm just like sharing what I've learned and my perspective and if you like it great and if you don't great but that's what that's great you know <laughs> do you get any blowback from any of the 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 topics that you that you've had and your opinions that you've had on your topics? uh i haven't really had huge blowback i had to like some blowback on the trigger point one um that i talked about on my final season finale where it was kind of like um someone had claimed that i was i think that the line was you are more than ignorant for suggesting that trigger points don't exist and I wasn't even really suggesting that they did or they didn't exist in the uh, in that particular episode. I was just having a conversation about sort of what other people are saying and, right. and lending lending some thoughts and some things to think about. So, you know, those comments aren't like the most fun because it's <laughs> it's it's kind of like, well, I think there is a there's always an opportunity to discuss both ends of the spectrum of any particular topic, and it doesn't mean that one person's right or wrong, but. Yeah, other than that, my my uh my comments have been pretty positive. I almost feel like you can say anything. I almost feel like you can say anything and you're not going to get crazy blowback. You can probably fucking jump on the mic, say the most ridiculous shit. I don't know why. I don't know what it is about like Connor in yes, particular. Yeah, yeah, like Connor in particular. I He's feel just like so could, damn likable. I feel I don't <laughs> think, I don't think that that's true. I think I really that I do. could definitely get on the microphone and say things where people would be like, "What are you talking about?" Let's try it. Let's try it today. <laughs> yeah. I know that's always your MO. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get hate mail sent no, to no, him. No, 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 not at all. I just I'm just testing out a theory I have, <laughs> which is this guy can't do any wrong apparently. No, but I've talked about like I've talked about Reiki this year, which is not something that I've ever I've never practiced it. Um, I don't practice it. And I've done an episode uh, about that. Um, And then I've done, you know, episodes about wine, and I've done episodes about cooking, and I've just done episodes. the, The longer that it went on, the more I wanted to talk about things that were of general interest that I think are fringe topics of health and wellness that that might not get always talked about things like cooking and like things that are interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but all always will tie back to some degree of health, whether it be, you know, social setting or cooking or, or activity, injury, wellness, that type of thing. That's sort of the general theme. How'd you get into cooking? <laughs> I was you're just like about to say, you mentioned, you've mentioned cooking a few times. So let's talk about cooking. And your Instagram <laughs> is flooded with your Instagram stories. It just makes me hungry. And I'm not even a food guy. I think it's, uh, like my mom and dad have always cooked everything from scratch. Um, and so we grew up sort of learning how to cook. My my parents had a pretty big vegetable garden and still have a really big vegetable garden that they'll give us stuff every year. And they're always making, you know, sauces, tomato sauces, pestos and stuff like that. And then, you know, I just started cooking on my own. And, and then you get down a YouTube rabbit hole of watching thousands of hours of YouTube videos on how to cook and it can get pretty enticing. And then, yeah, I have a big interest in culture and, and, you know, different cultural foods and stuff like that. So just 
kind of investigating and then obviously pairing that with wine. That's a sign of maturity because my YouTube rabbit hole takes me down like Miley Cyrus and, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and Taylor Swift. <laughs> it's not even because he's a girl dad. That's just general interest. <laughs> Such a mature guy. You know what? As you're you're talking, um, well, you've recently met my brother, which, by the way, I I got to see him yesterday. Seems like he's doing pretty good. So I guess that's partially thanks to you. For those of you who uh, had listened, I talked about a family member who had been in an accident and uh, dealt with a concussion, and then I immediately said, "You got to talk to Connor." And he actually took my advice, which I was impressed by. Um, but I saw him yesterday, and he looked like he was doing pretty good and he's got that bike trainer now in his room i guess you told him to get that um he is a guy that is like just in the last i don't know maybe 10 years really gotten into cooking so part of my goal this year when i was doing my christmas shopping was to try to shop smaller and shop more local when i could it was more difficult for the kids right they want like the toys they see on tv commercials so but for my brother, my sister, everybody else, I tried to go to like, you know, smaller businesses and local vendors and stuff. And so I decided to create gift baskets for both of my siblings and just put stuff that they like. So for my brother, it was wine. And I found this, uh, this local vendor. Now I don't remember the name of it. So this kind of sucks, but they make like different spice rubs, like different uh, blends of stuff. And my brother's always in the kitchen and trying out different things and cooking. And he's a meat guy. So I was like, I feel like he'll use this. So I got him this whole uh, gift pack of different kinds of spice rubs to try out. I thought you were going to say you bought him a whole a pack of a whole bunch of different types of meat. No, I got him the spices. I, I should really figure... I don't know. I'll Google it, find out what the name of that company was. But yeah, I got him that and some wine and hopefully he will find value in that and make us some delicious food. (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing. I think that cooking is one of those things where you just to get good at it, you just have to make so many mistakes over and over and over. And especially if you don't have any like formal training like myself or a lot of people that are into cooking, it's just one of those things where you just have to keep making mistakes and keep practicing to get to a place where you think that you're a decent cook. And even if you think you're a decent cook, that might not always be the case <laughs> to other people. <laughs> I have made everybody's, all the mistakes. Everybody's flavor profiles are different and everyone enjoys different types of food. And that's the cool thing about it is sort of that exploration of, you know, culture. And that's why I like wine so much as well. There's so many different topics within wine, science, geography, history, you know, it's, it's complicated. You're the only person I follow on that wine app, but I never use it because I never actually like take the time to look at it and learn things. So I get like the updates and the emails from this app that you told me to download, but I don't actually use it, but you're the only person I follow on. (laughs) I didn't even know you followed me actually. Yeah. You're the only person I follow (laughs) Oh, I should see that now. I've got yeah. two followers and you're one of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can tell me what wines to buy. Perfect. There you go. So dudes, should we get into the meat and potatoes? Yeah. yeah? Okay. So which one of you wants to actually... I nominate Connor. Yes. Yeah, so we do a drum roll for him to formally announce what is upcoming in March of 2021. Plus, no matter what he says, it's always going to come out good, right? Right. <laughs> he can't do wrong on this. So. <laughs> no All right, Connor. Pressure. Here we go. Let's Let's go. Go for it. Introduce to everyone this big project that you and Mark have been working hard on. So I think, um, you know, Mark and I are, you know, and we'll get into this 
I'm sure even in more detail, but this is, this is for me is one of the more exciting thing, maybe the most exciting thing that, that uh, I've been a part of. And we'll talk about, about that a lot, I'm sure. But this uh, conference that we're putting on is March the 27th, 28th, 2021. We're calling the conference, uh, the B cubed conference, uh, developing your brain brand and business. And this is a virtual conference uh, with seven different speakers uh, that we're going to be having over a two-day period. And the most exciting thing about this is that all the proceeds are going towards uh, Food Banks Canada, which, uh, you know, I I know that Mark and I have talked back and forth for since we've known each other about doing something for charity. And I know that this this is just something as my platform has been growing that I've wanted to be a part of and give back to, you know, people that are in need right now as everything uh, in the world is a little bit uncertain and it's pushed, you know, people into times of need. So uh, I think that this is a really exciting conference. We're going to talk about the speakers and it's all for charity which is great. I love it. I love that you guys decide. I mean, I know that we've all been talking about doing something for charity, but I love that you guys decided to donate to food banks because as you said, there's a lot of people that like, I don't like to think about it, but being ignorant doesn't make it go away that there's a lot of people that don't know how they're going to be getting food right now. It's a really shitty time. And uh, this is really cool that you guys are doing this. And um, for anyone wondering, the conference is going to be by donation. So I mean, the minimum donation is very low to get in to see these really awesome speakers. And if you want to donate more, you have the option to donate more. So it's kind of, you know, and all of the proceeds are going to the food banks. So Con Ed, the Concast, all of us, we're, we're not taking anything from this. So it's really just to get some really good education and to help some people, right? Yeah. I mean, $20 is the, the, entry fee. But again, if uh, like Amanda said, if you want to donate more, we're, our goal is to raise as much money for Food Banks Canada as possible um, from this. And again, every uh, cent is going to go to them. Um, so if you're able to donate, donate more, then we're not going to say no to that. But I think, uh, as Amanda said, a lot of people are, are, are in a difficult time. And in our discussions back and forth, people always need food. And so that's why we've chosen um, Food Banks Canada. And while we know that there are plenty of other charities that would uh, have very uh, valuable causes as well, we thought that uh, Food Banks Canada would be the one that would help the most people. Absolutely. And I mean, I don't think this is going to be a one-time thing. I think that, you know, based on the success of this one, I think that this will be something that that we do again and we maybe find another charity and you know help as many people as possible i mean let's not get ahead of ourselves this one hasn't even happened yet but yeah good vibes though i got good vibes yeah i'm excited about it so uh which one of you wants to talk about the lineup we got going on well and the other thing that's real that i really want to drive home i think all three of us want to drive home on this is like i think all of us based on the fact that we you know, we all say that we're massage therapists. We think that this industry is a really special industry. And one of the things that we want to bring from this conference is we want to show, we want to bring everyone from the massage therapy field, whether you're in Canada, the US, Australia, what have you, we want to bring everyone together and raise a substantial amount of money. So we want to show people what a great, 
you know, career this is, how compassionate we all are. We're all spending time in our clinics helping out other people. And we want to try and, and show people, look, this um, in times of need, we can really all pull together and, and help some people out. You want to talk about the presenters? Why don't you Why don't you hit everyone up with the uh, the schedule, the lineup that we got going on on the Saturday and Sunday in late March? Saturday morning. Uh, all these times are going to be in uh, Eastern Standard Time. We tried to make times where it would be easily accessible for everyone to get uh, to the live presentations, regardless of where they are on the East Coast or, or West Coast. Uh, we're starting off with uh, Walt Fritz, physical therapist, at 10 a.m. till 11.15. Um, uh, if you don't know Walt, Walt is an absolute tycoon in the industry. And that's the thing. All of these presenters, everyone that's presenting, I would pay a couple of hundred dollars to see any one of them. Yeah, and totally. you're paying $20 to see seven of these people. So many of these people are putting on you know, they're all professionals that have been teaching in the industry for a long time. I would easily pay, you know, hundreds of dollars to see them present. Absolutely. So uh, Walt's going to be talking, his presentation is shared decision-making in a therapeutic setting. He's going to be talking uh, about that and bringing his many, many years of, of expertise in the physical therapy industry from the U.S. into teaching us um, how to make therapeutic decisions um, more efficiently and effectively. So really, really looking forward to starting off the day with Walt. Uh, after Walt, we've got Dylan Crake. Um, Dylan is a massage therapist, uh, and a registered kinesiologist. So a dual registrant like you, Mark, Woo! maybe you should talk about Dylan because you've got the dually registered thing going. I'm by the way, a huge fan of Dylan recently, yes. aside from massage therapy, she's hilarious and she does YouTube videos, uh, where she, uh, reviews food. But not like hoity-toity food. She'll review like Taco Bell and McDonald's. It's great. And it's it's, great. She is freaking great. So if anyone who doesn't know Dylan, yeah. um, I would pay to see her presentation just because I think she's uh, she's just captivating. She's interesting to listen to and also very intelligent. Exactly. I know I'm making her sound just funny, but she's actually she's a very intelligent woman. So on Saturday, March 27th at 11 a.m., you can hear Dylan do her thing. Um, her presentation is called Taking Risks and Finding Opportunities as a Dual Registered Health Practitioner. And in that, she will be talking about some of the social media media stuff that she's been doing in the networking and everything else that she's been using to grow her practice. And she's becoming a, I love what she does on social media. And yeah. I, I, she's, she's the perfect person to, to go through this, this presentation. I, I feel like she's growing her audience massively and she's doing it from the ground up. And she's, she's consistent. Oh, it's it's and, everything, yeah. everything, everything that you should be doing if you want to grow your audience and therefore build that practice. Absolutely. Oh, she's, she's got it going on. And you know, and, and Dylan started with, with not much of an audience, right? And all it takes is getting attention of people who can spread the word. And now look, she's participating in this conference. So she is definitely the right person to talk about just being persistent and getting your content out and growing your audience slow but steady. It happens. And uh, just to make a correction, she's on at 1130, not 11 a.m. for anybody who's like taking notes and <laughs> wants to make sure that they catch these. Uh, but yeah, I know Mark and I were, when we were talking, I, I was like, what do you think about um having Dylan and we're both immediately like, yeah, because she's only, she's been an RMT for a year, but she's been a kin for, uh, I think five or six years. Yeah. And she works them both together very, very well. Yeah. yeah. And uh, if, yeah. So if you don't know Dylan, you're definitely going to know her after this conference. I guarantee her uh, presentation will be something that you 
are not going to want to miss. Right on. Saturday at 2 o'clock, we have another massage therapist who is also an osteopathic manual practitioner. Her name is Tara Nicole. Um, she is going to be doing a presentation, and her presentation is titled, Is the Pelvic Floor the Missing Link to Explain Low Back Pain? Her, she she actually does this presentation. I've, I've I've seen it happen before. She's done it at a couple other. I've uh, sat in it. Yeah, you've sat in this. In, in, in I live. sat in her. Yeah, her pelvic floor uh, presentation live at a Canadian massage conference. The last time it was live, which was a couple years ago, probably. Yeah, and uh, last year, last it was only last year, but you know, twenty twenty oh, has been five years. <laughs> um, and she's also she's a great presenter and uh, brings some really interesting perspectives. Again, like with the being um, a manual osteopathic practitioner as well. It just gives a little bit of a different perspective. And I know that a lot of manual therapists are becoming very interested in the pelvic floor and how to incorporate it because a lot of us do kind of like get to the point where we're like banging our heads against the wall with people with low back pain. And could it be the pelvic floor? Is it the missing link? So Tara Nicole is going to talk about that. And as I said, I've already seen it, but I will be watching it again because it's really interesting. Yeah. And she should be making an appearance on the podcast pretty soon too. Yes, she will. Yeah. And I, I'm just looking... You're right. Like pelvic floor is such a popular topic right now across all therapy, but I'm just looking at the bio here. Like she's, she's worked in Africa, educating midwives and physios over there. So it's like, I'm sure there's going to be such a unique perspective of just how it's being taught. And that's one thing you don't see a lot in our field. Uh, um, focus. So I'm I'm looking forward to this topic. I'm sure it's going to be a really, really good one as well. Absolutely. Uh, the, the next presenter, uh, are we, is it a surprise? <laughs> well, I think we should say who the presenter is. How happy are you when this, uh, when this fine gentleman said, sure, I'll be involved? Yeah, sure. Right away. What a, <laughs> again, what a, a tycoon in the industry to have as part of our uh, conference. And uh, again, anyone would pay hundreds to uh, hear him present. Who is it? It is none other than Whitney Lowe. And the first time I got to speak to him, I like I was like a little bit starstruck. I even told him that. I was like, oh my God. I'm like, you're Whitney Lowe. You want to talk to me? <laughs> you know, I'm even embarrassed. I've said, I've said this story before because like before I, I got into, you know, Facebook land and really kind of pushing Con Ed Institute and all that stuff in, in social media land. I didn't know who a lot of these people were because, you know, who was I? I didn't. I was kind of new to doing continued education. Um, I was one of those therapists who were always just kind of face down in my practice. I was formally teaching at a private career college, but between that and, you know, my own practice, I had no time for anything. So I didn't know who a lot of these people were at the time. And then we put out our podcast and then I got this really nice message from Mr. Whitney Lowe. And, uh, you know, it was just saying like how he enjoys listening to the podcast, blah, 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 blah. I keep up the good work kind of thing. And in normal fashion, I shoot back a message. I'm like, hey, thanks for the kind words. Uh, do you mind if I post this? This is this is fabulous. And he's like, I can write you up something really formal if you want. I'm like, no, 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 no. We don't do formal here. <laughs> like, this is great the way it is. And then I posted it with his permission. And then another dude, he's been on the podcast before. He he messaged me back. He's like, is that the Whitney Lowe? And I'm like, the Whitney Lowe? Who the hell is the Whitney Like, who, who is this dude? And so then I Googled him. I'm like, whoa. That's, that's, <laughs> that, was, that was really. 
really fucking nice. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those ignorance is bliss moments. Yeah, where for sure. In terms of his presentation, mystery, mystery. It'll be a mystery. Anything this guy we, says, it will so. be announced before the conference. But as Absolutely. of right now, we're gonna keep y'all hanging with what Whitney's gonna <laughs> talk to us about. But it will be good for sure. It's guaranteed to be worthwhile. Just again, that presentation alone. And if you haven't listened to his podcast before, the Thinking Practitioner, go check that out. It's a uh, it's 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 super cool, and you can find that on all podcast platforms mm-hmm. as well. That's how we're ending off day one. Now, after the end of the morning and then the end of the afternoon, the three of us are hosting a roundtable discussion with the presenters from uh, each morning and afternoon. So uh, from 1 till 2 p.m. on Eastern Standard Time on the Saturday, uh, Mark, Amanda, and I are going to be hosting Dylan and Walt to just have a chat about their presentations, anything else they want to chat about in the industry, getting um, people to fire off questions. So it's going to be really informal. Um, and that's going to be a great opportunity to pe- for people to get stuff answered uh, that maybe they didn't get answered in in the presentations, as well as just have a discussion about the, the industry in general, where we see it going, some good, the bad, and the ugly. So that's going to be awesome. Uh, and then we're doing the same thing in the afternoon again, uh, where Whitney, Tara, Amanda, Mark and I are going to be doing the same roundtable to close the Saturday at 5 p.m. Eastern. Sunday, we're going to start the day at 12 noon. uh, And we are starting the day with uh, the one and only Robert Libby, the founder of Ligament Articular Strain and the author of Ligament Pain Referral Patterns textbook. Uh, Robert's going to be talking about uh, ligamentous articular strain techniques for the shoulder specifically something that all manual therapists have in their practice and uh, can have a lot of difficulty treating. So Robert's going to be addressing a little bit of pain science, I believe, talking about ligament and joint referral patterns, as well as uh, treatment techniques um, under the framework of kind of a neuropsychophysiological approach to treating shoulder pain. Again, uh, if you don't know Robert, as I'm sure many of you will already know that are listening, um, this will definitely be a presentation that you're going to want to check out. You can look up uh, any further information on Robert by just Googling last technique. Yeah, I'm super excited for that one as well. I think um, anything to add to our practice, you know, yes, we are sort of the the soft tissue muscle experts, but I'm excited to to hear what he has to say because I've actually never heard Robert speak. Have you? I've caught parts of his presentations at the um, last year at the the not last year. When was that? September, September. In September, yeah. In September at the Canadian RMT virtual conference, I caught part of his presentation. I didn't catch it, so I'm really excited that he has agreed to do this with us, and so he will be uh, starting off Sunday. Another uh, another big presenter. So Sunday, one thirty. 245. Eric Purvis is going to be talking about clinical pain science for massage therapists. So this is uh, Eric's wheelhouse. Uh, He's been in the industry for I think 15 years. He's educated many people in the field on chronic pain, chronic pain management, pain science and manual therapy. And this is again, a very, very hot topic in in massage therapy, manual therapy in general. And I am uh, very much looking forward to Eric's take on this and um, really getting an understanding of how he sees pain signs being integrated into manual therapy and and just his whole philosophy on sort of reconceptualizing pain um, and the and in particular the role of the massage therapist uh, in managing pain because as we see all of the time on social media people are 
bouncing back and forth the idea of pain science, but I think uh, hopefully Eric's going to be focusing on really the role of the massage therapist in in these complex cases and how pain science will um, integrate well into a manual therapy practice. So very hot topic. So far, I don't want to miss any of them. So, I know, well, I, I mean, know. I can't miss any of them. I'm hosting, <laughs> so I'll be here. Hopefully you all will be too. And the next presenter, Sunday, 3 p.m., is the one and only Michelle Francis-Smith, who we just recently had on the podcast. Her topic is, what do all pregnant and postpartum patients need from their massage therapist? COVID-19 edition. Oh, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, so that, uh, again, is Michelle's wheelhouse, right? She has been um, working in the field for... Ever. At, for, yeah, since 2001. <laughs> she's, she's the prenatal... Yeah, she's the perinatal woman. Like, every... I think in this... Because I, I live somewhat close to Michelle. She's in Durham, and we're here in Scarborough. And I think almost every person I meet, if they have children has been to Michelle at some point. Like I, I'm constantly running into people who have had treatment from Michelle and I hear nothing but amazing things. I only wish I knew her when I was pregnant. <laughs> Great practitioner. And she's also an educator. She's been involved in education all over the place, community colleges, private mm -hmm. colleges. She's also recently um, had a book published. And if you listen to the episode that we put out with Michelle, she also has done some really great things for massage therapy curriculum. She actually had um, anti-racism curriculum added or, yeah, uh, to I can't remember which class it was. It was probably like a therapeutic relationship type of course. Possibly. But, um, yeah, she's, you know, this is something that's also a hot topic and, and she's had it incorporated into massage therapy curriculum. So Michelle's doing a lot of really great things in the industry. And anyone who has not been taught by her, this is your chance to actually get to you know, for literally like no money, get to sit in and listen to her, her speak. And she's such a knowledgeable person. And um, again, just very captivating. Like, I know that I feel like I was really like, going hard on the female presenters here. I don't know, maybe I'm biased, <laughs> but I'm excited about all of you guys. But definitely, um, the female presenters we have are really, really great. I'm super excited. Yeah, there is not one person that I'm not looking forward to to hearing present. This is this is a stellar lineup. And uh, I think all of us are a little bit, I don't know what the word is, a little bit perplexed by the fact that everyone was just like, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> like every, everyone was just like, yeah, that sounds great. Sure. I'm, I'm more perplexed because, <laughs> because I always feel like people just want to shy away from what we do. <laughs> and I'm really shocked that, that I'm not, I'm grateful uh, more than shocked, but. I'm just like, what the heck? They said, yes. Yeah, but you I always think. say that. You're always you like, you always oh, say like, that. I don't think, again, it's it's uh, what you two have done for, what you two have done for the industry uh, has been huge. I've said that before in terms of getting people on and allowing people to have just frank conversations about the industry as well as what they're doing outside of the industry and t telling different avenues and aspects of people's lives outside of massage therapy or manual therapy or medicine in general. And uh, you don't give yourselves enough credit. So I, I'm not surprised, you know, people would want to be aligned with you as opposed to running away from you. <laughs> 
Maybe you as a person. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely me as a person. <laughs> you as a podcast host, an educator. I mean, it's so funny. At the beginning of the episode, what was I saying? That you two need to be a little more humble. And, you know, sometimes, Mark, you're a little too humble. And that's why I was saying, like, I, okay, I okay, think okay, you guys okay. need you guys to make be me uncomfortable. Let's, let's, super uncomfortable. Let's move it along. But you two need to be proud of this because this is really cool. So it's exciting. Oh, Mark's ran off screen. Yeah. Like, I don't, <laughs> don't want to talk about me anymore. Not here, not here. As enough. soon as I started giving you guys credit, Mark just rolls out of frame. <laughs> He doesn't know what to do with his face. No, not at all. It, it makes me really, really uncomfortable, like completely uncomfortable. He doesn't. He doesn't like compliments. So, what was the prime? So then, let me ask you this: Why did you start your podcast? Other than maybe like from a, a sort of business building perspective, what was the primary goal for you having people come in and, and talking to you? We like people, and people are interesting as fuck. I mean, because we do continuing education, and we run courses like all the time. We have courses that are happening every weekend almost, and then. During the week, we're always interacting with other therapists, you know, whether we're doing clinic training, going to your clinic and helping train your staff on whatever or, you know, one on one mentoring and coaching and all that kind of shit. And so we just get to know a whole bunch of people. I'm like, you have the most interesting stuff going on or your practice is so bloody interesting. Let's get as many people to hear this as possible. Mm -hmm. And that was just kind of the idea. Our podcast is not our podcast is about people and stories and they just all happen to be some sort of therapist along the way. You know. We had the idea to do a podcast and we were bouncing around ideas. And yes, we wanted some value and some education in there because at the heart of what we do, it's education. But as Mark said, we just really like people and we would meet the coolest therapists. And, you know, both of us would say like, I, like more people should know you. More people should know about what you're doing. And, you know, we would use people's examples and other courses that we're teaching. And so this just became a way to give people a platform and sort of teach without teaching, you know, like you can learn something. Yeah, it's edutainment. You can learn something from almost everybody. And so just allowing people that wouldn't normally have the opportunity to have such a a huge platform, just speak and and tell people about what you're doing. And then, you know, it's really cool when we get the comments back or the emails or the messages saying like, wow, I learned so much from that person. That person was so interesting. They changed the way I think about this. They changed the way I speak to my patients. Like all of those things are like, yeah, this is why we do this, you know, letting letting people be heard. Yeah, I think fundamentally, like you, you two love to teach and you love to help people, right? That's at, at the core what it's all about. And you, you as your platform is, has built and you've got bigger and bigger, you have allowed other people to come on and be and get exposure. And that, you know, allows, like you said, people that might not have their own platform to share their story and, and share their, their area of expertise. And like you said, everybody's got something to share and something to teach everybody. And I think if people are, open-minded to that, then there's a lot of learning to be had by, you know, listening to podcasts, listening to other people speak, which is really cool. Totally. So this conference has a pretty decent lineup. We know where the where the money is being donated to. When can people expect uh, to be able to sign up for this? And is it that you when you sign up, you're signing up for the whole day? Can you jump in at any time? Like, 
Tell us how this works a little bit. So the website where you can register to donate for the Canada Food Banks and then get access to the weekend is conadinstitute.com slash B3conference. Okay. And that's where you can find all the information on the presenters and you can register and donate. And we'll have that across all other platforms. We'll have a Facebook event as well that you can share. We want you to share this as much as you can on all your social media. Share it with your friends. We are going to try and get it out to as many corners of the globe as possible and we want you to share it on instagram facebook all your platforms with all your communities so we can bring as many massage therapists together as possible on that note connor is this only for massage therapists like yes the three of us here are registered massage therapists but can other people find value in this yeah like absolutely let me correct myself (laughs) if you're working in a field where you're doing work on a human you can benefit from this conference. So physical therapists, chiropractors, osteopaths, kinesiologists, massage therapists, anyone that's anyone that is interested and wants to donate to a great cause and see a, a fantastic lineup of presenters, we will more than happily open our doors to you. Everybody that you know that's interested in bodies and body work, massage, physio, chiros, personal trainers, whomever. And, you know, even if just somebody has general interest, just share it. And even if you're not, you just want to donate. Absolutely. Yes, that's the other good point is if even if you're not um, going to be attending the conference and you like what we've put together and you want to donate to Canada's Food Bank, we're going to have a separate just donate button um, that you can donate any amount. And again, all proceeds are going to go to Canada's Food Bank. So um, if you're unable to attend that weekend and still want to donate, have at it. Right on. Look at this. Doing some good in the world, guys. We're doing some good. Is this a true altruistic act um well let's see it's making me feel good so i was gonna say i'm feeling no. pretty good right now <laughs> the answer is definitely no right you know what i, my, I bought my i bought my kids this book and i i can't remember the exact title but i think it's called uh have you filled a bucket today and the premise of that book agrees with what you've said, that there's no real true altruistic acts because when you do nice things for other people, when you, quote, fill their buckets by doing nice things, saying nice things, making them feel good, it in turn fills your bucket and you feel good. That is very true. Yes. My kid's favorite book right now. They're very kind little humans. Well, most of the time. <laughs> Anything else you guys want to rap about on a Saturday? Since this is a podcast and um, we are starting to do this new thing on our podcast, we're going to ask our guests five questions. Four of them are standard questions that we're asking everybody. And one is very specific to you based on the conversation that we've had today. The first question. Have you prepared these? This is the only part that's prepared. Other than that, and welcome, welcome in purse. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So that first question is. Uh, What's your favorite thing to do on the table as a therapist? Uh mobilize the first rib at t1 oh nice very you should, nice you do video on that why is that your favorite thing uh i think that it is just a lot of people with shoulder neck pain kind of mm-hmm. get sticky in there and i think that the technique itself um just for me has a lot of benefit and it, it I, I just find that that technique for me um gives patients a lot of benefit. And I, I just sort of like treating the neck a lot. I don't know why. I'm I don't really teach you. a lot of stuff on the neck, but I, well, actually that's not true. <laughs> I'm, th- I'm thinking about how I have a whole section yeah. to my course on the neck. <laughs> now you're just telling lies. Uh, mobilizing the first rib, um, a physio actually 
um, sort of highlighted this to me with a patient that I'd been working with with TMJ issues. And that made such a difference in my treatments with her once I figured out that piece. It was the missing piece, like the whole pelvic floor thing with low back pain. This one client mm-hmm. with TMJ issues, a lot of stuff was just this like nagging shit from the first rib. So yeah, I like it. Of all the educators, mentors that you've had along the way, who's been most impactful on you and tell us why? That's a difficult question. I I like, uh, so to be honest, I'll, I'll say f- Probably one of the most influential people on the way that I practice is Eric Cressy, and he's a strength coach. Um, I think that his his assessment of how people move and his knowledge of exercise and my interest in strength and conditioning, um, he's been very influential on how I will deal with a patient. Um, from a more sort of truly anatomy standpoint, I think Gil Headley comes to mind a lot just because of his passion for the human body and his passion for fascial anatomy in particular. So I would say those those two, Eric Cressy, Gil Headley. I know. This is the standard job interview question. Where do you see yourself in five years? Five years? I would say in five years, I'll be doing a little bit more education, a little bit less practice, and a little bit more time traveling the world and hopefully have a place somewhere in a little bit more of a remote remote area. Leave in Ancaster. Or just have like a cottage somewhere where I can go and like get out of the city. You win the lottery tomorrow. Does it change around your five-year plan? Yes. What does the plan look like now? A five-day plan. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. And I'm dying to know what Mark came up with as the specific question, because he's sort of taken on the task of doing that. So what question do we want to ask specifically for specifically Connor, for Connor, based on our conversation? <laughs> I can just today? see the smile already. I'm just going to say, uh, <laughs> I, can I plead the fifth or something? You are preparing a romantic dinner for a lady friend in your house. What are you making? Oh, that's a good one. Listen up, ladies. I don't know. It <laughs> depends on their specific interests. Okay, let's see. I guess you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong with steak unless they're vegetarian. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's assume that this lady friend is um, an adventurous eater and doesn't mind trying all new things and doesn't have any dietary restrictions and is not a vegan. Steak, maybe lamb curry. Lamb curry is great. I make a decent lamb curry. Mm. Is it spicy? No, no. It's usually coconut. Not based, so. Nice. Any single women listening right now who are interested in some lamb curry at Connor's house? <laughs> Do they have to be single, Connor? Hey! <laughs> yes, they have to I'm be single. Asking. I don't know. I don't know, man. Maybe. We are highly ethical people. <laughs> you two can come over for lamb curry. <laughs> <laughs> Right, oh, is that you were trying to get yourself an invite? <laughs> putting on my putting on my dress. <laughs> right on, man. This has been fun. Thanks for doing this. A pleasure as always. You guys have been listening to Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. Peace.